The stories, topics, and opinions expressed on this podcast do not reflect DCI, individual member cores, or other ensembles. These are our personal opinions and experiences which may or may not be the same as others. With all that said, we hope you all enjoy, and let's begin. Welcome to Set the Arc. I am your host, Jeremy Castro, along with my co-host, Philip Nims. Philip, how you doing today? Hey, Jeremy. Um, I'm doing pretty good, man. I, uh, I've been feeling kind of sick this past weekend. Um, I went to the gym today. It was a terrible idea. I don't recommend going to the gym while sick. <laughs> um, yeah. So, but you know, I've been just resting, been chilling, watching some YouTube, watching a lot of criminal, true crime stuff on YouTube. So it's been... Yeah, man, it's been a vibe. So, how about you, Jeremy? How are you? I've been pretty okay. My like, like you said, going to the gym. My arms have been killing me. I cannot like. I haven't been able to fully extend my arms for the past like few days. Oh, no. So, right now they're fine. Like I could do it. You know, not fully extend it, but get pretty much get there. And besides that, just work on um, a whole album. I've been trying to do for a few friends oh. because they're doing Twitch. So I'm I'm doing a. Uh, I'm giving them some music for, uh, without copyright. So <laughs> hell yeah, are you I'm gonna just plug trying to help it? them out? Where can people find that? Um, I'll plug it once I get everything done. Right now, I'm just getting the music, um, in and pr- like after that, I'll try and see where I could go with it. Okay. But right now, it's 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 in it's in process. Nice. So honestly, like it's it's I like it a lot. I finished one this morning. Um, I like it. I um. So like it's my first time kind of getting into music production. So like, what kind of music is it? Is it like techno or like what kind of music? It's more lo-fi. Oh, okay. It's more lo-fi. Yeah, it's nothing like. I'm not trying to like make anything like too, like experimental. It's just like yeah, I'm I feel comfortable with it. Um, it's something that's kind of I would kind of easy to do, but um, is also kind of like something you could kind of vibe to at least yeah no absolutely that sounds awesome man yeah let us know when you finish that album and we'll definitely plug it and maybe put it on the show yeah certainly we'll see um but on this podcast um on this episode of our podcast we will be discussing the process of auditions pretty much what groups will throw at you and pretty much how to what to like how to react and pretty much what to expect philip do you want to start us off Absolutely, Jeremy. And, um, you know, like you said, auditions are, well, you didn't say that. (laughs) 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 Um, anyways, so auditioning is, and going to an audition camp is one of my favorite parts of drum corps because auditions symbolize the start of the drum corps season. They symbolize, um, your first introduction to drum corps and getting to meet everyone for the first time. And it's just, it's just a really exciting feeling going to an audition camp, especially for the first time. Um, well, the first time. Oh, yeah, certainly. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And the first time is more excitement mixed with a lot of nerves. So you're going to be really nervous, really scared. You're not going to know what to do, who to talk to. But um, And that's why we're making this, this episode of our podcast, it's to help you guys be as prepared as possible for auditions but certainly like we want to give y'all like probably the, the best information as as we can give 
given our experience and how we have dealt with all the auditions that we've been to. Like I know, um, Philip, you've gone to more. I was maybe more. Have you gone to more groups than I have? You probably. I think I would say you auditioned at more groups. I, yes, I have auditioned at more groups than you have, Jeremy. But we've probably been to the same amount of camps, and we so and and even though I've been to to more groups around the country, it auditioning at any level is pretty much the same thing. Hundred percent. I I fully believe that statement. Absolutely. So the first thing you're gonna need to to figure out when you're auditioning for a drum corps is deciding who you're going to audition for. Now, this is going to be very, very important because it's a, it's a big decision. You know, it's, it's like deciding which college to apply for or deciding which branch of the military you're going to serve for. It's, Oh God. Yeah. It's based, it's picking (laughs) what your life is going to be for the off season and the entire summer. So when you're picking a, yeah, it's a huge decision. So you're going to want to pick a drum corps, really based on three things and this is your your choice and this is your decision but i what i would recommend is you base it off of three things number one thing you should base it off of is location how close is that drum corps to you um for the obvious reason is you're gonna have to go to camps once a month you're gonna have to go to spring training okay so if the if it's a drum corps and i'm not saying it's impossible i have flown to many audition camps before and it's not that big of a deal. But some people don't have the luxury of, afford- of affording um, plane tickets, and they don't have the time to take away from high school. And a lot of times it's more convenient to just audition for the nearest drum corps to you. So location is a very important factor to consider when deciding who to audition for. Yeah, 100%. I fully believe that Like, whenever you look into auditions, like location is probably the bigger like probably the biggest thing in my opinion, I don't know, but, um, cause you have to constantly travel each month, get a plane ticket, drive God knows how many hours just to go and for a weekend and come back and having the money to do that every single month on top of paying your tuition is kind of insane. So I, I don't know how you do it, but yeah, no, you know, I don't know how I do it. Insane. I just save up a lot of money and we'll talk about saving up for drum core in another episode but um you just save up your money um honestly what i would recommend is um obviously whatever your money can afford um that's that's another consideration too is um how much is the tuition of that drum corps how much is it going to cost you financially speaking to march with that drum corps that is another huge consideration because a lot of people um like um, I March Blue Stars. I'm well. I'm gonna March Blue Stars in 2021. Our tuition is uh, $4,900, and not everyone. Oh, yeah, wow. plus plane tickets. So not everyone can afford that. <laughs> so it's just one of those things that's really important to uh, to consider the cost of the drum corps. Yeah, of course. I I wouldn't. I can't even imagine <laughs> yeah. trying to pay for all that. Yeah, well, I'm like, very. I'm in, yeah. Yeah, I'm in college and I'm doing all these other activities. So it's like I have no idea where I would even find the money. Like, obviously there's some scholarships. You could do some donations, which we'll talk about in a later um, episode, but there's so many um, just opportunities that you need to take and find to be able to make that happen. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not easy. It's really not. And I feel absolutely blessed and honored to be able to, to march with the blue stars. And I'm blessed to have had family members to support me and help pay for my drum corps. Um, 
So I, I, I'm very fortunate and like, I, I just love the, the fact that I'm able to do that. Um, but another thing that you need to consider is show history. Um, so find a couple drum corps you want to audition for and watch their shows from the past few years. Do you like their shows? Is that a show that a style that you would like marching like for um, a great example is if, if you're looking um, like I'll take the Blue Stars, for example, the Blue Stars, our shows are very fast, very loud, a lot of fast drill, a lot of we're just very drill heavy a lot of jazz running a lot of fast moving sets and that might not be what you're into you might want a little bit of an easier well quote easier um show to march but or you know you might want to march somewhere like carolina crown who again does a lot of fast moving stuff but like their show style you might like a lot better versus like a Boston Crusaders you might like their shows a lot better or you might like Genesis's shows better or Crossman's shows better just it's really important to know like what your taste of drum corps show is and then find the drum corps that meets your taste yeah because I like to think that some other cores like have their own kind of genre that they kind of play in like I, I like to think that Blue Devils does more of a jazz feel um and i would say even like um boston they do more like dark theme shows yeah like nothing that's really like gonna make someone think oh i'm so happy right now but um pretty much just something that's a little edgy that you wouldn't ex really expect to feel or even see because i would even say that their show um what was it in 20 2019 goliath like they had kind of um, visuals of blood yeah that was a really and, dark show kind of the head so and i you know and i love i love i love that show 100 percent. but like it's also like wh what what instrument do you play how comfortable do you feel playing your horn tossing your flag hitting your drum because some cores are a little i wouldn't say top heavy but they are they kind of like to idolize on like a, a certain caption in a way yeah, like you know, Vanguard, they absolutely are 100% like on point with their percussion. Um Carolina Crown, their brass, um Blue Devils is kind of overall they're more of a and... visual drum core, I would say Blue Devils yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah, certainly. You know, I even say um Blue Coats as well, more visual. Like they've been getting a lot more um general effect recently. So yeah, absolutely. Like they've been kind of getting on top of it. But when it comes to finding what's comfortable for you as an auditionee, it's kind of based on your own personal um, skill level. You know, you can't just say, you know, in like sophomore sophomore year of high school, I want to be a blue devil whenever you're not at that um, skill level partic in particularly. So whenever it comes to like finding a core within your skill level, maybe find something more local, um, go to some auditions and kind of feel out um, their skill level and see where you are compared to others. Um, even going to open class cores, like some of them, like I can't, like honestly, like I, I marched open class in 2019. It's just that I couldn't believe that there was so much skill and talent in open class. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm glad at least I was on open class skill level but it was just a different experience, just like, oh, I didn't expect this from open class. And 
I would even think people would say that about sound support as well. Like you just need to feel out where you are um, and how far you could go essentially. Yeah, absolutely. Skill level. My, I know I, I think I said three things at the beginning. It's really four. It's the location, the money, the show history, and then skill level. And this is something that's a little bit of an uncomfortable topic because, you know, getting cut from a drum core or getting, you know, not placing at the core you want is not fun to talk about. I've been cut multiple times in my marching career. Um, and it's not fun. I got cut from my dream core and it's not fun. But what, what you have to understand is that drum corps, drum, there's a certain standard that drum corps have. Okay, They want the best marchers. They want the best players. And I firmly believe that if you work at it and you march somewhere else that is going to sharpen your skills and improve your music and improve your marching and improve your performance, then that gives you the tools necessary to go audition for your dream corps. You know, for example, if you want to be a Blue Devil, okay, and you've always, you love the Blue Devils, you've always wanted to be a Blue Devil, but you're not quite ready to march with the Blue Devils. You're not, you're not quite the player that the Blue Devils are looking for. You're not quite the visual performer that the Blue Devils are looking for. That's okay. My philosophy with drum corps is when you get cut, that's the staff saying, not yet. Okay, that's what we say at Blue Stars all the time, okay? With our prospective members who audition at Blue Stars and they get cut, the staff they love to see effort they love to see you march somewhere else and then come back with the skills that you've gained somewhere else and march there so skill level is a really important thing okay and that's part and part of that is being honest with yourself okay playing some playing some things you know looking at yourself in the mirror and you think okay Am I a good enough marcher to march there yet? And sometimes that answer is yes, and you'd be surprised. You could show up to a camp oh, yeah. with zero drum corps experience and get a contract, okay? I was shocked that I got a Blue Stars contract because I probably was not ready, um, but I prepared and I practiced and, you know, I got the contract. So you, you will always be surprised at what staffs will tell you or how good you do at a camp, and it's just a matter of, preparing for the camp and being honest with yourself yeah i would think so too because most of the staff i would think um it personally i don't um i always don't think that um staff is looking for particularly the best players are marchers but they're kind of looking for someone with that has good attitude about what um you know what they're teaching and like putting in a good amount of effort to where they will they say, I want to teach that kid. Like, he might not be there yet, but I want to teach him to be at that level. And some some staff will, they'll work with you. They'll be like, hey, you're not there yet, but we, if, you, if you go somewhere else and you come back and we see that you have improved, we'll see what comes from there. Because it's never, it's never, it's never say never. At that point, you have to keep on pushing yourself to be where you want to be, of course, because... You know, you might not make your dream core, um, like Philip said, because you know Philip's a good example. No offense, but <laughs> none taken. He, man. <laughs> but it's about you know trying to push yourself to become the best that you can. It's not it's not really about becoming the best um, performer on the field. But it's about it's about being the best performer that you can be as an individual. So as as long as you put forth the effort and the staff sees that you're putting in a great deal of effort, then they could make exceptions for you and, you know, things could 
um, be put put in your direction. So, and that's abs- that's what I like to yeah. Think. And that's absolutely right, Jeremy. And we're going to talk more about what happens at a camp and how staff uh, views auditionees at the camp. But yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, Teachability and attitude is absolutely the most important thing. Um, You could be the best player in the world. And I've seen incredible, incredible musicians get cut from drum corps because they have Mm -hmm. terrible attitudes and they just make the environment toxic. Okay. So having a positive attitude, being teachable, um, putting yourself out there, getting yourself out of your comfort zone for the sake of making the show as good as possible will really set, will, will set you apart from the other auditionees and be a huge part in you getting contracted. Yeah, that is, yeah, that is really 100% like true statement because some, it's never like at the end of the day, this is a team activity. This yes, is a team effort. Absolutely. And as one person is being toxic in this team, it's going to bring everyone else down. It's not going to, you know, make the activity fun as much as it should be. And, you know, at the end of the day, you need to take out that toxic person to better. Um, the students and the in the um, staff to be able to propel 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 themselves to the results that they want. So ultimately, it's it is one hundred percent about attitude. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So now you've decided who you want to audition for, Jeremy. So you've picked the camp. You've signed up for the camp. You you're starting to to talk to some people. Maybe you're on Facebook. Well, I'm getting nervous. Maybe you're talking Ooh. to some vets saying, hey, you know, I'm thinking of auditioning for X, Y, and Z, drum corps. Can you tell me what the camp is like? And you're starting to network. You're starting to find other people. So you've signed up for the camp. What happens next, Jeremy? What happens next? You have to go, first of all. You get ready for the weekend. You have to be able to um, get your clothes together, get whatever you need, all of the essentials. Well, before that. Showers and all that no, stuff. Before that. Before that, what oh, happens? Obvious. Oh, you have to 100% work at the um, audition materials because yeah. <laughs> you have to be able to like play your music, first of all, play the etudes, play the warm-ups, the slurs, and the articulations, ultimately. And you have to be able to just... I mean, it is not. I mean, I wouldn't think it has to be hundred percent perfect, but it has to be at least accurate to what you can play it. And as long as you are putting in the effort to practice and look at um, the music, and if I'm sure that they're also going to give you like information about breathing techniques, um, about how they do marching. So it's all it's all about like looking into the packet and just really learning about what to expect when you go into. Um, the camps because they're not just gonna go sometimes they might go into just teaching it little by little but often more often than not it, they're gonna expect you to know it and kind of have it under your fingers to be able to rehearse it in full ensemble and in brass percussion yeah ab- guard. absolutely and especially like the finalist drum corps like the top 12 drum corps they expect auditionees to have everything in the audition packet prepared and ready for an audition. So um, one of the things that I that I do, I did for a while, is I, you can go online and you can find a randomizer, like a wheel randomizer. And this helped me memorize a lot of the a lot of audition packets. I would 
type in all of the exercises in the packet onto that, that real randomizer online, and then I'd spin the wheel. And whatever it hit, I would have to play that by memory. And that's sort of simulating a staff member walking up to you and saying, hey, I want you to play that exercise from the camp. That has never happened at a camp. I've never ha I've never seen a staff member pick out a random auditionee and tell them to play a random exercise from the audition packet, but it's a good way of training your brain like, oh, okay, they're calling this exercise up. I know how to play that. Oh, they're calling this etude up. I know how to play that. And I that has made me very successful in my auditions that I've been to. Um, and another thing is what you said, Jeremy. You said that um, audition the audition materials don't have to be perfect. And that's a true statement. N nothing you audition has to be perfect, but um, but two things on that. Number one, you should always strive for perfection. That's what drum corps is about, striving for perfection. Y you're never going to achieve perfection, okay? That that's just, the, that's just the game, okay? There has never been a perfect 100% rated drum corps show in the history of DCI. So you're never going to... You're never going to achieve perfection. However, the you have to strive for as close to perfection as possible. Okay. But the other thing on that is they're not looking so much for preparation. They're looking for preparedness, how well you prepared your audition. So I've at my first audition camp at Crossman, I walked into that audition room and I was completely unprepared. Okay. I was playing wrong notes on my etude. I could barely play the exercises because I didn't know what was going on because I wasn't prepared and I got cut. Okay. And then when I auditioned for the cat or when I auditioned for, yeah, like the Academy Genesis Blue Stars, I was way more prepared and I showed up in the audition room and I was confident and I played and I got contracted to those drum corps. And it's all because of preparedness. Now, did I make mistake? Have I made mistakes in the audition room? Yes, of course. Everyone make or I would think a lot of people make <laughs> mistakes in in the yes, audition room. Yes, I would room. think so too. I would think so Absolutely. too. Absolutely. And they, those people still get contracted because even though they make mistakes, they'll, they'll play a wrong note here. They'll crack a note. They'll just completely blow up. They were still prepared and they still re they still fix their mistake on the fly, which is another important quality to have when marching drum corps, being able to fix your mistakes on the fly. So being prepared is the most important thing for the audition process in general. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I honestly, I, I like that. I like the way you worded it. And so it, it kind of brought everything together and just what kids should be able to like look into, like obviously practice your music, practice all of the things in the audition material, just so you could be the best auditionee that you can. It's not, obviously, it's not going to be perfect, but you have to be the best that you are able to be and be teachable. Yeah. So also, like, it's also just really about, um, I, I would even, like, try and say that most, most of your practice will even just be on basics like most like majority of drum corps is you're focusing on fundamentals yeah absolutely. almost every day absolutely like you there you are nothing without fundamentals i think yeah in my opinion you are nothing without fundamentals. Oh, absolutely but a house built on faulty structure is bound to collapse you're absolutely right 100%. jeremy that's why drum corps yeah. spend if you when you go to a camp and we'll talk about what happens in a camp in just a few minutes but when you go to a drum corps camp you spend literally hours 
on fundamentals. You could spend an hour on one exercise. You can spend an hour just on breathing. It, it is that serious, the fundamentals. So it's good. And another thing that's good to establish while you're practicing on your own before the camp is to get your basic fundamentals down. Okay, how am I breathing? How, how, how am I making a sound? You can use um, phone recorders, record yourself playing the audition materials. It's like, okay, how does it sound? Okay, tech yourself, be your own tech. That They tell us that all the time in pretty much everywhere I've marched, okay? You need to be your own tech. There's a there's only a few techs, but then there's you. You know yourself better than the techs do. So be your own tech, um, grade yourself. And if it doesn't sound good, then work hard to make it sound good. Make it pleasurable to listen to. When I record myself and I listen back and it sounds like crap, basically, I get really mad at myself and I try to work hard to make it not sound like crap. So, and again, the big thing with practice is you have to do it every day. Okay. Um, you can't, you can't skimp out on days. Um, especially when you're preparing for an audition camp. Um, even if it's like five minutes, even if it's just buzzing on your mouthpiece for five minutes, a lip slur, you have to practice. You have to do something every day. And especially, excuse me, especially if the, if there's an exercise in the packet, that's just crushing you. That's really hard in blue stars. We have an exercise called star challenge. Um, if you've marched Blue Stars, you know what Star Challenge is. Um, we also have Go Flex 2. Those are some of the, the hard exercises um, in the Blue Stars packet. And those exercises kill a lot of people. Um, so it's just you have to focus on the weakest part of your performance and get it up to where it's presentable and good in an audition room. So practicing every day um, with intent with knowing what your weaknesses are so that you can make them your strengths is going to help you out in the long run and set you apart from other people at the camp. Yeah, most certainly. Cause it's kind of like working out and you, you know, exercising, you can't skip out, you know, majority of your days cause you're going to build up your progress. And then when you stop for a while, where, where did all that progress go? It's all gone. It's all down the drain. You have nothing to, launch from so you had to be able to continuously keep on coming back yeah yeah obviously take it take it you can take a day off uh, you know i've taken a few days off on my horn yeah, absolutely but you know obviously you had to come back hitting it harder and you know hit, hitting those fundamentals being able to consistently you know hit the right notes hit the right partials and just can be consistently consistent yeah, absolutely. And it's very, very obvious the peop the individuals who show up at camp unprepared versus the individuals who show up prepared. They know their music, they know the drill, they know the exercises. It it is just a night and day difference because on one hand, and I'm not trying to demean anyone or bully anyone or anything, but the people who show up unprepared, they they're like soup sandwiches. They don't know what's going on, they don't know what to play, they're constantly playing wrong notes, they are they're constantly looking at their music. Versus the people who show up prepared are standing with great posture. They don't even have to look at their music or think of their music. They just step off and play the exercise that the staff told them to. So you want to get to that point from having to look at your music every five seconds at an exercise to, oh, staff called three note lip slur, boom. Staff called go flex two, boom. Staff called star challenge, boom. So you, you just want to get to that point in your personal practice. And it's going to take time to to really get to that point. It's going to take a lot of consistency, like Jeremy said. It's going to take 
a lot of it's going to be frustrating um, because preparing for any audition is frustrating, but you just have to stick with it because the more hours you put into practicing and preparing your horn, the more dividends you're going to get out of it once you attend that camp. That was perfect. I think you worded it perfectly right there. Thanks, Jeremy. <laughs> Amazing. But, I mean, moving, moving forward, like, to the audition camp itself, you have to obviously attend camp, be prepared, show up, and get ready to move. Like, the first thing I think whenever I, I believe that most chords do is as soon as you come in, you sign up, you sign in, you get a name tag, yeah. you sit down for a while, talk to whoever in commute for a little bit and then you're pretty much get told hey we're going we're having um brass over here and you know Caligari go over there stay in the gym percussions over here and you're already at your audition yeah and i want to stay on that point for a little bit because as soon as you get to a camp and you're signing in and you're putting your stuff in the sleeping gym that is the best time or that's one of the best times at the audition camp to start talking to people and making friends because when especially when you're new because you've never done it before you're probably around people you've never met before just start talking to people because you're all there for a common goal okay you all play instruments or spin color guard you all love marching band you all love drum corps you can say hey what do you play oh i play trumpet oh cool i play euphonium what's your favorite show or have you marched here before? Just start those conversations and you're going to find friends so fast and you're going to have a buddy for the rest of camp. And if you both get contracted, hey, you just found a seat partner or you just found someone to put your bed with the, the rest of the season. So yeah, that first moment that you arrive at a drum corps camp, take that as an opportunity to start meeting people. Yeah, fully. Because when you think about it, Whenever you're just, like, whenever you're at a camp just by yourself and you and you know literally no one, you have to talk to people. Yeah, absolutely. You have to be able to communicate and just be able to get to know someone that you that you could possibly be spending the rest of the season with, you know, throughout Indianapolis and whatever wherever you're gonna end up, because you have to have connections. You you are a part of that team at that point at least. Yeah. When you sign in and everything, to um, talk to people and kind of discuss what. Um, what you're doing there, you know, how, um, like how you, how you expect yourself to, you know, become a full-fledged member of the core and just, um, continue that until, you know, spring training and everything else, because you have to be able to make friends for you to kind of stay in a way. I like to think that I make a lot of friends and they're kind of the reason why I continue pushing myself because, you're not there just for yourself. You're there for the person next to you. Yes, absolutely. You know, your whole section and, you know, the whole horn line in, in, my, in my experience. But you had to keep on pushing yourself to be able to help others around you so that they could kind of look at you and be like, I'm not pushing myself as hard as that guy. Or, you know, I, I could be playing this scale better, you know, or, or just as good as this girl, you know. But it just comes down to, like, your... Um, your headspace that if you're if you're kind of willing to talk to people because you don't want to be you don't want to be sitting at lunch or dinner breakfast just sitting by yourself you want to be able to talk to people yeah, you want to make friends and you just want to be able to, to communicate with others and have it and have a good interaction 
Yeah, and that's Ultimately, so true. It's all about having and a that's good so time. true. And it's it's so for me personally, I'm an introvert. I generally prefer to stay by myself and be in my own headspace, but I think drum corps, part of the reason why I love drum corps so much is because there are so many amazing people, so many amazing friends that you can meet, and you meet most of them in the first, like, five minutes of showing up to a drum corps camp and waiting to be told where to go, and and that's absolutely right. Um, take lunches, as a, and we'll, we'll talk about lunches and stuff later, or in a, in a few minutes, but take lunches as a time to meet new people, sit with, new, sit with people, um, start talking to some vets like hey what's the what's the vibe like at this drum corps you know um what was it like marching this drum corps what was it like being a member and you'll get some very very good answers off of asking vets questions and they're always happy to talk to you okay one of the one of the things that new people and i was like this myself one of the things that new people are always kind of apprehensive about is oh vets see themselves on this sort of higher plane of existence and i'm just an auditionee who doesn't have any any right to talk to anyone, and that's absolutely not true, okay? I've, I've spoken to vets at every single drum corps I have auditioned for, and I've had great conversations, even though I've got cut at some of those drum corps, and I've ended up marching with those vets I talked to for a whole season. Um, it's always so good to talk to vets, get the insight, get the vibes, and just hey, say, hey, what, what's the vibe like at this drum corps? And, and just like talk to people, network. I've, you will have friends all over the country if you march drum corps. And the way you do that is by networking, by talking to people. That's, yeah, exactly. Because you have to be able to communicate with, especially like people like in your, you know, in your section, you had to talk to your section leaders, your horn sergeant. Yeah, absolutely. Whoever, whoever is leading you or your section, you have to be able to communicate with them about, you know, either issues that you're having, things that are going on with the section, how you could do better pretty much like you know just give your opinion but like when it comes to talking to um vets you, you, nine times out of ten they're gonna be absolutely like willing to talk to you the majority of them will just straight up come up to you and be like hey is this your first camp yeah, exactly. i haven't yeah. seen you before i've had that happen and many times like, now now are there some vets who are like how i mentioned they're they're high on their horse they're sniffing their own farts. They got to stick up their butt, and they don't want to talk to the the stupid rookies. Of course, there are. Okay, there there's gonna be spoilers in in every single activity and every single bunch, no matter where you find. But what I've seen is those are the absolute minorities. Most vets are absolutely willing to talk to you. Like if you're in the food line for for food or like lunch or dinner or whatever, and there's a vet next to you, talk to them. Don't make it awk. Just like say, hey, how I see you've got a, a core necklace. How long have you been marching here? Or Hey, are you new? Or I see your jacket. How long have you been marked? Or just start conversations. Start talking to people. Um, so yeah, that's the biggest thing, Adam, about talking to people at camp. So now let's move on. We uh to what happens at a at a drum corps audition camp, Jeremy. Well, majority of the time, like like I said, prior, you're gonna end up taking like the first f- Friday night. You know, pretty much just warming up. And just getting like learning a few things about the brass warm up, how you should look visually whenever you're in the arc, or um, how like whatever other um, like you know if you're a percussionist, color guard, you're gonna learn like the the basics of how you're supposed to stand, how you're supposed to look visually, and just how to um, keep composure. Then you know you go to bed, take a shower, all that good jazz. You wake up, you go to physical training, PT. You go out for stretch for the first like 10 minutes 10 15 minutes and then you go for 
like a job you either go for a run you either you could do a lot of things for pt they i can't even i can't get on the topic of pt just because like there's just so many things i've done yeah there's so many things that, that we've done and all that and and one thing to, to keep in mind is every single moment that you're at a camp you're in an audition okay now i don't want yes. th- i don't want that to scare anyone or make it seem like oh my god they're judging me at at every single time but you, you have to keep in mind when you're at a camp the the staff is looking at okay who can i mold who can i turn from just some random band kid into a blue star or into a crossman or into a blue coat that they're looking for that and one of the things is during pt they're also looking at okay what how are they like physically okay okay now can they can they keep up with a with a simple physical routine or are they struggling beyond relief you don't have to be shredded at your first drum corps camp or even at your <laughs> yeah. eighth drum corps camp you just have to be able to keep up with everyone and and make sure that you can do the exercises without getting hurt or without straining yourself too much so take every moment as an opportunity to try your best because every moment is really an audition. But I don't want you to think about that too much, okay? Even though saying that seems really scary, the most important thing you should be focusing on at an audition camp is just being there and learning and meeting new people and learning what it's like to be in a drum corps. That's what you should be focusing on. The audition stuff, hey, if you're a great kid, who's attentive, who loves to learn, who is prepared, then you don't even worry about not getting a contract in most circumstances. Oh, yeah. Because you have to be, like, if you feel prepared and you feel like you have everything down, obviously don't get too cocky about it. Yeah, absolutely not. I'm not advocating for arrogance. Do not be one of those arrogant drum corps kids. Just, I've seen them at camps. It is not fun. No one likes you if you're an arrogant drum corps kid who's like, <laughs> yeah, I marched five years at X drum corps, so I know what I'm doing. Like, nobody likes that. Even if you are, like, a you are a straightened out uber vet drum corps kid, d- no one likes arrogance. No one likes people who think they're better than everyone. So do not be that kid. Please don't be that kid. <laughs> and And if you're a high school kid... Um, this is going to sound harsh, and I don't mean it to be harsh, but d- trumpets, this is Do mainly it. for you. Oh, okay. No one cares <laughs> that you played lead trumpet in your high school band. <laughs> yeah, that is, that is absolutely trumpet 100%. in your jazz band. I'm sorry. I know I'm being mean. I'm probably being mean, but it's it's true. No one, no one cares what position you played. And that's just part of the whole arrogance thing. And drum corps don't don't rock with that. So just be humble. Just show up prepared. Let your performance do the talking. Don't let your mouth do the talking. Let your performance and your preparation do the talking at a drum corps camp. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Because when it obviously I'm a trumpet player myself. I didn't when I auditioned like anywhere. I never even thought about you know my my part in high school or in college because that just that doesn't matter when you get to drum corps you could you could be second part and somehow end up first in a core yeah absolutely you could be third part and you know you might still be third part in a core but you still have um at least you could say that i i feel comfortable where my position is because i've been playing this for i've been playing this part for a while and these notes are most comfortable for me so it's never show up thinking you're all you're all high and mighty because you will 
absolutely get put down a peg when it comes to auditions. Like, don't try to be that kid. Yeah, absolutely. Staff is evaluating your visual and your musical performance and your attitude all equally, at least in my opinion. Um, they, yeah, they, in my opinion as well. Maybe they put attitude on a slightly m- greater level of importance because the culture and vibe of a drum corps is absolutely one of the most important things. But yeah, just stay humble, meet people, just be a good, personable human being. Don't don't go around playing other drum corps shows that you're not auditioning for. Don't wear other drum you're corps You are there. Don't you are there. You have to be able to compose yourself. You can't just don't be that kid that plays all these other shows and, you know, because no one really cares. Yeah. They're going to think you're kind of like, why is he playing other like people around him just think, why is he playing other shows? He's you're you're at this core right now while you're playing their show. Just don't play anyone's show. Yeah. <laughs> just to be safe, because you don't want to be that kid that kind of just like. You know, you you think you're all biggie drum corps, but it's just you're you're being kind of um, how sh- how can I put this? <laughs> Philip, want to help me out? Um, you're just being that kid. Yeah, really, you're just being that. You're kid. just being that kid, and no one's gonna hate you if you do if you play other drum corps shows or you show up in in other drum corps merch. No one's gonna hate you, but people are yeah. just kind of gonna think that. Uh, you're a little bit of a bando. <laughs> yeah, a And I promise bit. we're not being mean. We we love everyone. We want everyone to have a great experience in drum corps. But there's certain mm. unwritten rules. And we actually have a, a whole episode about the unwritten rules of drum corps planned. So we won't get into it too much more than that. But just, yes. just show up. And again, I cannot trust this enough. Don't talk with your mouth in terms of like your skill level. Don't talk with your mouth talk with your instrument, talk with your marching, okay? And that's yes. That's just the most important thing. 100%. But after, you know, physical training, you have breakfast, you know, getting back to the scheduling of your day. Yeah, absolutely. We got off on that little side you. tangent, but We did. <laughs> that's cool. But it was important. It's important. It is important absolutely. to talk about. Um yes, yeah, so we go to breakfast, you know, take a little break, talk to people, be interactive, show that you know, you're making an effort to um, be social and just being being able to just talk to people in your section, out of your section. It doesn't matter. Just try and have fun and talk to people and have a feel for what they're here for. Are they just here to, you know, just say, yeah, I went to a drum corps camp. Because some, you know, you'll be surprised about how many kids just go to a drum corps camp just because, hey, I like drum corps. I'm not, I'm not really here to, you know, get a contract i'm just here to have fun and enjoy it kind of get the, some kind of drum corps feel yeah, absolutely and because like you know not everyone is able to pay for drum cords yeah Heck expensive not everyone's and... able to pay for drum corps and some people just don't even want to march drum corps at all and they'll just go to a camp because maybe their friend is going or they yeah. just want to see if it might be for them and if you're and here's my piece but if you're thinking about if, you've, if you're watching this episode or listening, then you've probably already started this process. But if for some reason you're apprehensive about auditioning for a drum corps or going to a drum corps camp, or you think that, even though I said that skill level is important is an important factor to consider, if, if you're thinking of going to a camp with a drum corps that's above your skill level, um, I say just do it. Because the worst case scenario is you learn something and you're a better performer. So just, just always... Just always 
listen to your gut, and it's like, okay, I want to go to that camp, so I'm gonna go to that camp. But anyway, sorry, I keep getting off on these yeah, tangents, good. but um, I, f- I feel like what I feel like what we're, what we're saying is important to you know the topic because ultimately, like the these things matter, and not it doesn't come up at the time whenever you're just thinking about it, but these little things that people just show up just to show up and have fun. You know, you, you don't expect it, but it's something that kind of happens in drum corps, you know? Yeah, absolutely. People so, people are there for different reasons, and they they come from all over the country, all over the world even. I've met people yes. from England, Canada. Um, there was someone who auditioned at Crossman from Germany when I auditioned there. So people... Oh, wow. There are, there's a huge Japanese community. Well, I say huge, but... Yeah, I've seen that. There's a lot of Japanese members from Japan who fly to America to march drum corps and it's way more common than you think so just just get to know people uh, i know we keep talking about this but it's really your drum corps experience will be so much better if you surround yourself with great people 100 percent. anyways and um so before we go <laughs> no, off on another tangent, Don't worry about it. um so you go to breakfast back to the scheduling talk to people after that you go to either visual block music block depending on what their schedule looks like other chords do it differently than others um if you're if you're in the but, brass section nine times out of ten you're gonna be doing visual in the morning okay that's how it's been at every single drum corps i've auditioned at brass usually does visual first um and the thing you need to understand about visual blog especially at a camp is i'm probably gonna get a lot of flack for saying this but it's absolutely true that first visual block at an audition camp is so boring am yeah. i am i correct <laughs> in saying that jeremy <laughs> you in my opinion, yes, you are it correct is, in saying that. And I'm, and I'm telling you this now because I want to set your expectations. It is really boring. And the reason why it's boring is, and, I, and I'm going somewhere with this. I'm not just saying, oh, it's boring, just tap out, whatever. I'm going somewhere with this. The reason why mm-hmm. it's boring is because you are focusing on the absolute most tiniest and excruciatingly small details that make a huge difference in your performance. You're talking about what angle your feet are are at. You're talking about where your hips are. You're talking about where your sternum is, where your head's at. You're talking and ding ding, it's posture. You're, you're talking about posture for so long <laughs> and you will be taking one step for so long. You you won't even march more than four steps until maybe 2 hours. And in, into fish block. Am I am I wrong in saying that, Jeremy? No, you know, you're absolutely right because like ultimately it's about getting, you know, your posture and like everything that you are like visually, like if, you know, if you slouch, you had to fix your shoulders. Yeah. You have to be able to fix your posture and like how you bend your, bend your knee, you know, move your, move your feet. So it's just about posture. Everything is down to the bone narrow detail. So it's not about, oh, you know, obviously don't think this, you know, this is boring. It sucks. Yeah. And, and I was going, going I was going somewhere with that. So and the yeah, reason why I say it's boring is because you've you've you're, a lot of people are coming from high school or college band setting, and you do not spend that much time and that excruciating detail on small things. But what you have to understand is those small things make a huge difference. So the way you can make that not boring or not feel as boring or as slow or as sluggish is to stay mentally engaged the entire time. Okay, so don't zone out. Don't just find a point on the wall and stare at it for the entire block. Actually, listen to what the staff is saying and think about it. Like, oh, are my hips doing that? Experiment with with your with your body. Make sure. Oh, 
or and like ask questions like say hey staff member my my sternum doesn't want to do that like what are you talking about with that just ask a lot of questions don't don't flood them with questions because um in drum corps sometimes asking too many questions could be a negative thing um yes because it's just your brain is thinking too much and you're just and the staff will sometimes say just don't ask questions just do it so but mm-hmm. when you're learning and you're learning how to hold yourself at a drum corps professional marching level it's okay to ask questions and say hey my I'm not, this doesn't feel right. What am I doing? It's like, oh, you need to get your shoulders down and back. It's like, oh, okay, you need to tuck your sternum in. Oh, okay. So the way you can make the the boring monotony of that first visual block less boring is by staying engaged and asking questions and looking at what other people are doing, looking at the vets. Oh my God, if you look at what vets are doing and copy them, that will make camp so much easier. Trust me. You don't have to act like a vet. But just like, how, how is the vet standing? I'm going to stand like them. How is the vet holding their water jug and their horn? I'm going to stand like that. That that will You will learn so much in a way shorter amount of time if you just look at a vet and copy them. But yeah, that's how to make it not boring. Yeah, because ultimately, like, you just, like, like I said, you're going down to the slightest detail, but ultimately, you have to be a sponge. You have yeah. to absorb all these details, all of this information, and be able to, you know, pu- you know, perform it and look like it. Obviously, you might not get it 100% accurate, but you have to um, at least put in a good amount of effort to attempt and present yourself with the knowledge that you're given. Yeah, absolutely. So you have to be able to, you know, be accurate with, you know, what the staffer is telling you. And that kind of bleeds into, you know, brass block. That bleeds into, you know, full ensemble and everything else. And later on, you know, you're going to end up, you know, obviously after visual block, like we said, you're going to go to lunch. Then normally after lunch, you go to straight to music block. And sometimes that's where your kind of auditions are kind of yes. being held out. Your Let's talk about auditions. auditions. Um, so when you're in... So when you're in music block, you're going to be doing a lot of the same stuff you did uh, Friday evening. Um, you're going to be doing a lot of warm-ups, a lot of fundamentals, and then you're going to get to uh, show music. And it's the same exact thing. It is a very boring first couple hours because it's just you're focusing on the smallest and minute details. You're talking about how you – oh, my God. You will talk about breathing legit for like an hour straight, and you won't even touch your mouthpiece or your horn. You won't touch your mouth. This is no joke. It, it is absolutely true. And the way – you make that not boring is again zone into your to yourself look at what your body's doing like oh am i really feeling the air get all the way down to my lungs um and i'm pretty and i'm sure it's the same thing with percussion i know we're talking a lot about brass but i'm sure percussion is the exact same you're talking about how you're holding your sticks for like an hour you're talking about where the bead hits the the drum for like an hour color guard you're talking about posture you're talking about how to hold the flag hold the rifle i'm sure i've never been in one of those rehearsal settings i'm just guessing because if brass does it i'm sure other captions do it as well but i know for percussion it's more you're trying to figure out um how to be consistent throughout the line throughout the um the front ensemble because you had to be consistently um hitting with the same velocity as the person next to you you had to be looking you know pretty much the exact same you know around whoever because you are you know a full unit you you are you play as one you don't play like multiple notes you know in runs like the brass do you 
you know, with, you know, with, um, snares, you, everyone has to look the exact same, um, tenors, look the exact same basses, your posture is the exact same, maybe not your notes, but like you have to figure out the velocity where your the, um, the head of the stick is, you have to figure out pretty much everything. And also like, um, I know that some chorus focus on stick tape a little bit, like how they want their stick tape according to. Um, yeah the head but that's a different thing um yeah so so basically the moral of the story is especially at these first couple camps drunk whores will spend hours fine-tuning these smallest details and you can't check out of any of it okay if you feel if you feel yourself like disappearing to la la land hey snap back in like okay i'm here we're talking about breathing what did he just say okay the one of the things that helps me is i just I listen to what the staff is saying and I'll like, if we're like doing breathing gym, I'll like, like touch the body part. The staff's telling me like, Oh my, my stomach or my lower back. He's talking about that. Or I'll like repeat what the staff is saying in my head. It's like, okay, he's talking about this and that. Cause it's, it's kind of hard for me to learn at that level for that extended period of time. But I have gotten a lot better at it, obviously. And you mm-hmm. will, you will get used to the monotony and the grind of drum corps as as you go along. So, but now that we've said all that, um, as music block is happening, as horn arc, as drum line or whatever is happening, um, you will start to get pulled from the arc and or the line and go into a room with the caption head to do an individual audition. So this is the part of the audition that everyone is worried about the most because this is the and for for justifiable reasons okay you are face to face with the caption head of your dream core and they are going to decide this is your first impression of auditioning with the drum core you want to audition for and it doesn't always have to be a caption head it could be like a, a tech but usually it's a caption head um mm-hmm. so the important thing to, to know, well, the first thing I always do when going into an individual audition room, shake their hand. Shake everyone in the room's hand. I don't care who it is. I don't care how many people are in there. Okay, you walk into that room and you say, hello, my name is Philip, and shake everyone's hand. And give them a good handshake and establish eye contact. This does a couple exactly. things. This does a couple things. Um, what it does is, number one, it gives you a great first impression Number two, it establishes confidence. Like, okay, I'm walking into this room. I mean business. Because um, if you're just walking in there and you're kind of slouched over and you're not really making eye contact, it, it shows the, the staff, like, oh, the first impression of this person is they're probably not prepared. They're understandably really nervous. Um, and this is probably not going to be the greatest audition. However, if you're confident, if you walk in and you shake everyone's hand and you say, hi, my name is my name is Philip, um, and uh, I thank you for letting me audition. Um, just you know, something something quick like that, and then that that'll set you apart. That'll really tell the staff, oh, this is a confident guy. And now, before you even play a note, they're excited to see you perform in the individual audition. And that's a really good point. Like I like how kind of like set that up because, and and like obviously some people just don't think about going up to the caption head or whoever is in the room and just shaking their hand and trying to make that first, that first good impression. They just try to kind of keep to themselves like, okay, I need to focus on the music. I need to focus on, you know, the packet, you know, what they're, what are they going to ask me? What are they going to tell me? And 
pretty much whenever it comes down to that, it's just you have to look good and feel good. Ultimately, like I'm glad I'm I like how you said that, you know, make a great first impression with shaking everyone's hand. Like that's I I haven't even thought of that. I always went to an audition trying to go in like, okay, I'm ready. This is how it's gonna go. Hi, nice to meet you, like at a distance. And no. And you know, and obviously it's COVID. Everyone's kinda apprehensive about shaking hands and stuff but i'm sure that's going to change in the near future with the vaccine and whatnot so it's going to go back to normal pretty soon so this information is going to apply right now cores are doing um virtual auditions um so but we're we're just talking about what what we know as people who've gone through auditions but another and i forgot to mention this about the handshaking thing one thing that it does for me is when i'm nervous walking into an audition room shaking the caption head's hand and shaking everyone's hand my nerves disappear completely. I don't know what it is. It's probably like placebo effect. Maybe it's like, oh, okay, these guys aren't scary. They're not out to hurt me. They're just out to evaluate me and see if I'm, you know, try to make me better, give me individual feedback. Um, But when I do that, it calms my nerves entirely and I can focus on just nailing my audition. Um, So some of the things that might be done. So there's going to be two auditions. There's going to be a music audition and a visual audition um, for for brass, and I'm sure percussion does both as well. Color Guard, it's just your dance audition. You're probably going to do some weapons. Um, If you're auditioning on, like, flag or saber or rifle line, you're going to have to audition on your piece of equipment, obviously. But for brass, Mm -hmm. it's going to be you're going to play. They might ask you to play an excerpt. They might ask you to play an etude. There might be an etude in the audition packet. They might ask you to... Um, bring your own etude and perform that. Maybe if you're a, maybe a region, uh, an excerpt from your region music or just a, an etude um, and something from the audition packet. And then they're going to want to see how you march as well. So you're going to go see a visual caption head and they're going to evaluate your marching. Um, how we did it at Blue Stars is we, uh, we played a little bit we had an order of audition things that we had to do so we had to play some excerpts then we marched box drill and then i think we played some more excerpts and then we did a playing on the move thing and more and more drum corps are starting to incorporate playing on the move as part of their audition because it's drum corps you play while Mm -hmm. moving it's called marching music so yes a lot so yeah that's basically what it's going to be and uh, at the Crossman audition, it was we. I walked into one room for my music audition and talked to the caption head, and then I walked into another room for the visual audition and talked to the visual caption head. At Blue Stars, it was all in the same room, so both the brass and visual caption head were in that same room, um, and I did that same thing. I wasn't able to to shake their hands um, going into the room because they just wanted me. They just wanted to get auditions going as fast as possible but on my way out you better believe i shook both of their hands so um yeah i mean that's good so yeah because um, i'm also used to um like you know like how you said like you go into a room you do your visual audition you go out go to a different room and do a music audition you know i've also had that kind of experience as well so it's um at least like for the audience it's like it's different throughout other cores but majority of the time everyone's going to have the same exact experience coming out of the room. You know, like you're, you know, you're going to come out feeling, ner- you know, like you either had the best audition of your life or the worst. And 
that that happens throughout the ensemble. Not everyone's gonna walk out like, man, I could have done better. I, you know, this could have been better. And um, no matter like who you're talking to, it could be the best um, player there, and he's just like, oh, I don't know, dude. That audition was kind of like was a little weird for me. I didn't play the absolute best that I have been. But either way, you're not the only one that's walking out of that room, kind of like I could have done better. Yeah, absolutely. And there, and again, don't worry so much on how how you did in the audition room because that is not the be all end all of your audition. Okay. Yes. There have been times exactly. where I've went into the audition room and I thought I had a solid audition and I get cut immediately. And there have been times where I totally fumbled over an excerpt and I get contracted immediately. It just it all depends on how how you act the entire camp how you are as a drum corps member how you are you teachable are you a good member do you are you prepared it the the thing you have to understand about the individual audition don't think of it so much as an individual audition think of it more as an interview for like a job and there the staff is like your boss or your hiring manager and they're trying to see if you're prepared they're trying to see how you act are you a good fit for the culture, are you a good fit for this drum corps? So don't think of it so much as an individual audition. Think of it as more of as an interview. Yes, I, I fully agree with that. Like it, obviously, that in that those rooms that you're auditioning in, they are not the end all be all. The whole weekend is the audition. Yeah, absolutely. So don't think just because you bomb an excerpt or you didn't do that great in marching that oh your audition process is over. No, like you still have to continue working at your music after you exit out that room you still have to um put yourself to the high standard that the core is looking for and um kind of be that um person that everyone wants to look at so like at, at the end of the day it's not always about what happens in that room it's what happens at that what's out of it yeah, absolutely and i don't want you to think that that room is not important at all because it is very important um yes. it gives you a brilliant opportunity to show the staff one-on-one -on -one how prepared you are and how confident you are and how you hold yourself on a very personal level. So they get a really good idea of the kind of person you are in that room. So think of it, again, I like the interview, to think of it more as an interview for that reason. Um, yeah, I like that as well. So I, I think I've also like kind of used that, like it's, it's just an interview for the position. Yeah. It's nothing, you know, end-all be-all, but ultimately they're looking at you they want to get to know who you know who you are and your experiences and how you qualify yeah absolutely so once you go through the individual audition and finish up brass you're going to have ensemble which is basically uh, it's going to be full brass um i don't know if it's full brass and full percussion at saturday night for everyone but it could be you'll you'll read it mm -hmm. they'll tell you where to go don't worry so much about that. It's just the same ordeal. Yeah. It's very monotonous. It's very tedious. You just have to pay attention mm -hmm. and focus um, and do what the staff tells you to do and don't do anything that the staff doesn't tell you to do. Um, and then on Sunday, again, your audition does... I mean, sometimes you might have some individual auditionees um, left over on Sunday because there were a ton of auditions and they didn't get, they didn't get to audition everyone on Saturday, so they might finish up on Sunday. Um and then you do your final performance um, for like parents and family and stuff. You might play some show music you were working on or like some some encore stuff you were working on at camp. And then you go home. And when you go home, 
it, it might happen after camp ends or you might get an email you will be notified what your status is with that drum corps and there's three different statuses you could you could be with the drum corps you could get contracted you could get a callback or you could get cut um so getting a contract does not mean a guaranteed spot with the drum corps let me say that again getting a contract does not mean a guaranteed spot with the drum corps they could i've seen it happen i'm not going to call anyone mm -hmm. out by name absolutely not i would never do that but i've seen it happen at certain drum corps where contracted members get cut at the next camp because the staff change their mind that oh this person isn't prepared this person isn't ready they're not taking in information well um, they just had a really good camp but they this person really isn't it so i've seen contracted members get cut because of that so when you get a contract that is just the beginning and the work starts the real work with the drum corps starts when you get that contract um I, th I think even like moving forward with that, it's like you have to consistently show that you're putting an effort towards the core. You you can't be lacking as soon as you get that contract. It's not a time to relax. It's time to get more serious, you know, as opposed to, oh, I made it. Now it's time to coast until, you know, spring training. You have to keep on working at it. It's not just, you know, a contract and bing, bang, boom. Here, here, here we are in spring training, but... You have to still be consistent at your horn or at your instrument. If anything, you need to be more consistent. Yeah. Because here, here, here's the here's the thing: when you're preparing for the audition, you're preparing for that audition. Okay. When you're per, when you get that contract, you are now preparing for DCI World Championships in Indy. So the the real grind starts after you get contracted. Um, but. There are two other statuses besides contracted. Yes. There's the callback. Callback is not a cut. Callback does not mean you're cut. I have been called. I got a callback at my first academy camp, and then I got contracted at the next academy camp. Getting callback, getting called back means the staff, they they see a lot of potential in you, and they think that if you fix the things that you need to fix. By the next camp, you're going to be ready for a contract. So callback means, okay, I'm going to look at what the staff said I need to work on, and I'm going to fix it and work super hard on fixing it so that I can get contracted at that next camp. So getting a callback is not a bad thing. I don't have any stigmas against people who got callback. Getting callback means, okay, it's time to grind. It's time to push even more so I can get this contract. Exactly, because I I think when most people get a get a callback, they kind of get a little disappointed, in in certain ways. It's like, oh, I absolutely. Didn't get when I got called back contract. to the academy, I was pissed. Like, but and, <laughs> and so what I did was I directed, and you're probably gonna feel the same way. You're probably gonna be disappointed. You're probably gonna be angry. Like, oh, oh the staff that they, they might as well have just cut me because you know they don't see anything in me. No, no, don't have that mentality. You need to think of it as, okay, the staff sees something in me, so I need to prove them right. Yes. You, you know what I'm saying? I need to prove them right. So I need to, to work hard. I I worked so hard. After I got a call back to the academy, I worked so hard to prepare and show up to that camp, that, that follow-up camp, like, ready to go. So when I got my contract, it's like, and when I did another individual audition with the brass caption head, 
she was like, okay, yeah, this is the guy I want on my horn line. So callback is a is a green flag to work extra hard to to make it into that drum corps. Yes, absolutely, because you have to, you know, obviously fix what you need to work on and just be better. They're not looking like they're, yes, they are like they're looking at you now. They now that you have their attention, the eyes are on you. You have to be able to um, give them what they want at that point. And if you don't, you don't get the contract, and that ends up leading you towards getting cut. You know, when you get cut, I it it sucks. Yeah, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. It just sucks. It sucks, and it really does. Yeah. So when it comes to getting cut, what are your options then? Well obviously you don't have like you don't have to you can't go to that core they already cut you they're not looking at you anymore and i guess i was i would say your other options are to go somewhere else try to find still find opportunities to march just because you got cut from one core doesn't mean your whole marching year is over yeah absolutely you still have getting like, cut does not mean 45 other cores. yeah absolutely and getting cut does not necessarily mean i'm not marching drum corps this summer now, if that drum corps was your only bet for a financial reason, then, well, then that's very unfortunate, and there's always next year to prepare. But you can always there there are so many spots available in the country, and we actually have a whole episode talking about getting cut. So we're not going to go too in depth, too deep on on getting cut. But just just to to sugarcoat it a little bit, getting cut does not mean you're not marching. This, that summer and there's plenty of opportunities to march and you can always come back with the experience you get from marching somewhere else and you're going to get that spot 100 percent. and it just you gotta bring you know good attitude you know it's just you gotta have um a good good attitude you have to be able to have a good experience with whoever or if you go into a different group you know have a good time and be hey and now i have the drive i have the intent to get this contract for you know the next time i go and audition so you had to put it you know don't see it as a failure see it as motivation to do better absolutely you spot on you hit that one right on the head jeremy yeah but obviously um we have we have like we said we have another episode lined up for getting cut just talking all about it so honestly at this point what do you do now like um, what what happens now well i we already briefly touched on this um when you get a contract that is absolutely not an excuse for you to oh well i'm already contracted so i'm not going to try as hard absolutely not okay drum corps expect driven and dedicated people who are driven to perfect their craft and perfect the show and you are now in training for dci world championships in august so yeah when you get contracted that means you better show up to every camp fully prepared. You better show up to um, to spring training fully prepared. Otherwise, why did they gave you a contract because they trusted you? Okay, think 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 of it like that. When when you get a contract, that's the staff telling you, we trust you enough to handle the responsibilities that we are going to put on you as a member of this drum corps. So if you don't live up to those responsibilities, then that contract is basically you know, for nothing, I would say. So just when you get contracted, you put the pedal to the metal, do your best, do your assignments, do your fitness assignments, do your music, visual assignments, and just be prepared because 
you are in for the best summer of your life. Um, I know, Absolutely. I, I know I'm sounding, it's sounding kind of scary, but trust me, all that hard work is going to be worth it. And then you just had to keep on pushing at it and, be, and have fun, have fun while you're doing it. It's all a learning experience. It's all you, you're doing this for you. You're having, you're supposed to have fun with this. If it's not fun, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Um, but now if you get called back, um, again, don't take that as an excuse to give up. When you get a call back, take that as an excuse to uh, show the staff that you are absolutely dedicated to improving yourself and to improving and thereby improving the drum corps. Okay, because when the staff again, when the staff gives you a call back, that means they see something in you, but they're not ready to give you a contract just yet, and that they can see within this next month or two months or whatever that you can fix whatever problems you had at camp, okay? So, I don't remember why I got called back at the academy. I don't remember the exact reason why, but I just, I worked so hard to fix what they told me to fix. Um, it was probably for a music reason or something. I don't remember, but I fixed whatever they told me to fix, and then I showed up, and I just worked really, really hard. Um, so, that's what you got to do. You have to work really, really hard to fix whatever it is that they gave you a callback for. Um, so again, that is getting a callback is not an excuse to throw your hands up and say, I quit. Absolutely. Like hundred percent. I, I fully agree with you on that. Like, so, you know, anything, anything else you want to discuss before we close out? No, I think uh, this is a nice long episode. I think we got to all we needed to get to today. We, we were very thorough with auditions. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't got anything on my end. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening to Set the Arc podcast. We appreciate you guys listening to us about auditions. We hope this information will help you make your dream core. And, you know, just please consider subscribing to our podcast on your respective platform for our listening. We appreciate feedback and reviews to better ourselves and make the podcast more enjoyable for you guys. If you have any questions, please email us at setthearkshow at gmail.com. Um, if, there's any, if there's anything else... Um, I'm Jeremy, he's Philip, and we hope you'll have a great day.